What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Sponsor Day Podcast, the podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode number 170 of the Spun Today podcast, a 2020 Spun Today wrap-up show, the final show of this crazy, hectic year of 2020. And I decided to do something a little bit different with the final show this year, which I intend to do with the final show of every year from here on out. In this episode, I recap and reflect on the top five Spun Today episodes of 2020. I also share some of my writing and podcasting goals for 2021. Now, the purpose of this for me is twofold. One, I thought it would be cool to share with you guys, the listeners, which episodes you all fucked with the most. And by that, I mean which were downloaded and listened to the most. I also want to get more into the habit of setting clear goals for myself within the Spun Today umbrella, right? which I have done in the past, but more on a more private level, like not publicly like this. And some things are just like arbitrary goals that I have in my mind of of things that I want to achieve within the podcasting and, and writing space. But similar to how I share with you guys my writing stats whenever I do a free writing session episode, I thought that this would be a good tool to one, keep myself on track, you know, set a direction that... I'm then able to stick to and work towards. And it'll be an interesting year over year retroactive look back on what I was able to achieve and what I wasn't while sharing with both myself, you know, not to just have to go off memory, but also with the audience, the what has always been an an overarching goal or aspect to this podcast, which is chronicling my, you know, personal journey and hopefully progression in this podcasting and writing game, for lack of a better word. So I hope that some of you folks can appreciate it on that level. And for those of you that don't, then kick rocks. And actually to my fellow like writers or creatives or podcasters out there, maybe you can implement your own version of this if you think it might be beneficial to you. Now, before we get into the top five most listened to episodes of the Sponsor Day podcast in the year 2020, here is a very quick way that you can help support this show. If you do any shopping on Amazon, like most of the world, I ask that you do so by clicking on any of the Amazon banners on my website. This will take you to Amazon where you can do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Speaking of Amazon, they fulfill a bunch of the merch that I have available. If you go to spuntoday.com forward slash support, you're going to find a brand new merch section where you'll find the iconic Podcasts vs. Anybody Super Soft Premium Cotton t-shirt. You'll also find the legendary Spun Today Podcast tee, which is in the style of the New York City Plastic Thank You Bags logo. For my fellow Dominicans out there, I have a dope Dominican Escudo t-shirt. You know where the Lacoste or Polo shirts have their little logo? Picture that, but instead, a Dominican Escudo. All available now in a variety of different colors for men and women in all sizes. In the Spun Today merch section, 
which again is at sponsorday.com forward slash support. You'll also find a bunch of other t-shirt designs, long sleeve t-shirts, short sleeve t-shirts, color changing coffee mugs, and much, much more. Check out all the merch at sponsorday.com forward slash support. Alrighty, you guys ready? For the top five most listened to episodes of the Today podcast in the year 2020. And interestingly enough, all of them came towards the latter part of the year. All within, definitely within like Q4, which was interesting. And I definitely got a bump in in listenership towards the, the second half of the year. Like I mentioned, I privately had certain like da- monthly download goals to reach for myself this year on a, I have like this little vision board word doc that I have on, on my, on my computer, which I know traditionally vision boards are like actual boards that you can like always see, but whatever. I, I made one on a word doc and generally I think shit like that is important, you know, like to, you know, it might sound like corny and stuff like that and like woo woo, but I think it's important to take some time with yourself for yourself to, you know, figure out what it is that you want out of this thing called life that we're all doing and i have goals there that are all over the place right like specific goals for like family goals for or related to friendships career related goals and by career i mean you know like i would obviously want to parlay this writing podcasting thing into a sustainable career one day but what i'm referring to there is my like nine to five job that i have then there are other entrepreneurial aspirations as well as physical fitness and health goals etc 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 so i think it's important to get things like that in order you know for yourself to you know visually see it they say you know writing things down literally increases your chances and the efficacy of sticking to certain plans and ideas and i've always been a to-do list kind of guy anyway so kind of like falls in line with that as well but anyway (laughs) there's a long-winded way of saying that the monthly download goal that I set for myself and wrote down on that vision board, I thankfully, thanks to you all, was able to achieve that within like the second second and or third quarter of the year. And I was consistently hitting that. And by the end of the year I'd doubled that. And have been doing so consistently since. So that's again why the top five most listened to episodes of the year have come in the latter part of the year. But anyway, without further ado, drum roll, please. At number five, we have episode 168, which was my interview with Sandra Holtzman. Sandra is a copywriter. She's a marketing strategist. She's an entrepreneur that has started several companies, and she's also an author. Earlier this year, I took a course on entrepreneurship. It's the Kaufman Fast Track course. They provide practical solutions, comprehensive content for aspiring entrepreneurs. And Sandra was my professor during that course, which is where I met her. And during that episode, you know, I, I tell you guys all uh, about that course and uh, or more of what it's, it's about. But to me, it was most interesting to be able to sit with her for an hour or so and take a deep dive into her life experiences and you know, draw a lot of knowledge and, and gems from that. She in turn shared with not just myself, but all the listeners of the podcast. She spoke to us about marketing, definitely about entrepreneurship, 
and her experiences with uh, starting a few companies. There's a company that she started and she sold off, which was a, a growth venture. She spoke about a couple of other ones, including a lifestyle venture that is still up and running, which is her marketing firm. And we also dove into her writing process. And we spoke about her book and how it came into fruition. Her book is Lies Startups Tell Themselves to Avoid Marketing, a no-bullshit guide for PhDs, lab rats, suits, and entrepreneurs. It was a dope episode. And actually, after we finished recording, uh, you know, we, we spoke for a little while. And she told me where she where she grew up was actually the Dykeman Projects in Uptown Manhattan, which was a bit different back then when she grew up. However, I was putting her on to the fact that now it's like just Washington Heights in general. It's like little DR here in New York. Like most folks, when they come from the Dominican Republic, that's where that's their stomping grounds. So I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, that was the number five most listened to episode of the Spun Today podcast in 2020. Again, it's episode number 168. And it's my interview with Sandra Holtzman. The number four most listened to episode in 2020 was episode 166 and that was a re-release of my audiobook version or the audiobook version rather of my short story pencil case for those of you that don't know i've written a handful of short stories most of which are available on my website at sponsorate.com forward slash short stories and whenever i write one i had the idea very early on in the history of the Sponsored podcast, I want to say within the definitely within the first dozen episodes, I want to say within the first like five episodes, I had the idea just by like spitballing and recording an episode. I had an idea of trying to record a quote unquote professional version of an audiobook of my short stories and then you know releasing those as episodes. And I've been doing it ever since with, with any of the short stories that I write, which haven't been very much. There's like six or seven or eight. And this episode was one of those. And in my audiobook episodes, what I do is share a little bit about what the story is about to me, coming from the writer's perspective and where the germ of the idea came from, and then just literally record what I intend to be in a professional audiobook of that short story. And I try to enhance the experience of the of the audiobook a bit by dropping in like sound effects where feasible and like where it kind of sort of makes sense, not just for the sake of adding sound effects. And yeah, that's what that's what this episode was. And Pencil Case is the story around a childhood memory of mine of buying this pencil case that I was completely enamored with as you know kids in elementary school are with you know certain things certain toys certain gadgets what I had to do to actually get it which entailed you know going with my dad to the supermarket where he used to work at during the summers and packing bags or groceries rather for the customers of the store and then you know they they tip you or they would tip me and I would, you know, save that money and eventually accumulate it enough to purchase this pencil case. You know, a sad thing that I can uh, reflect on now that I would say I didn't know at the time is that two, there were two characters in the story that were uh, co-workers of my father's. One of them is based on, or the character of one of them 
is based on an actual guy from the store. Well, both of them were, but uh, one specifically, it was one of the guys that, you know, used to meet us in, in the mornings and open up the store with us. As I remember, like in the beginning of the story, there were two of his coworkers buying coffee at, a, at one of the, uh, those like 50 cent coffee carts. And my dad would go in to turn off the alarm and turn on the lights and stuff like that with the supermarket. Their job was like doing deliveries and receiving deliveries and stocking shelves, etc. And I got like cool with them over time, you know, over there, the like summers going over there. I found out this year that one of those guys that one of the characters is based on actually passed away this year due to COVID, which is definitely sad in, in retrospect, but it gives me at least like a little bit more appreciation of the story. Like it gives it that like having a memory of someone that, you know, I, I definitely, you know, wasn't in contact with him or anything like that over the years after like growing up and stuff like that, just like once in a blue, if ever, you know, passing by that supermarket, if I would see him kind of like what's up, I type of thing, but it was someone that I obviously had like fond memories of. And it's kind of cool for me to kind of have like this kind of lasting memory, if you will, of him in the form of a story. But yeah, that was the fourth most listened to episode of the year. That's episode 166, titled Pencil Case, the audiobook. Drumroll, please, for number three. The number three most listened to episode of 2020. It was yet another re-release, actually. It's episode 162, the 9-11 Never Forget episode. And I had the idea for this in this year. I think I had the idea last year as well, because I recorded this episode a couple of years ago, originally. I think I re-released it around 9-11 last year, but this year I, I decided to make it a tradition just to re-release it every single year on 9-11. It's obviously a sad time in America, in New York, in the world, with the terrorist attacks of 9-11 in 2001. Now, what this episode is, is a compilation and a sit-down of several people in my life, all of which were around during 9-11 here in New York. I interviewed them all separately, about half a dozen people in my life, from my brother, my wife, my sister-in-law's my brother-in-law, my best friend, my father. And I just get like their firsthand feedback on their experience of that day, like where they were, what do they remember doing when they first heard the chaos that ensued afterwards and, you know, not being able to contact anyone and, and getting home and not knowing how the rest of your family was. And I think it's obviously important for historical reasons to have these kind of firsthand accounts being able to have those firsthand accounts is something that lends itself to that never forget statement. I think in a, it aids in that process of never forgetting. So it's definitely an episode that, again, um, I plan to re-release every single year on 9-11 for those reasons. Now, two other things that I'm actually very proud of on this episode, which I, I like at least just from a, a production standpoint appreciate how how he came out is before the actual beginning of of the episode i did uh like a mini montage of everyone's interviews and i kind of pieced them together back to back to back with some like background music and it's something that i borrowed from just listening to like 
very well produced shows like a bunch of the like NPR podcasts, for example. And I guess it was like my attempt at doing something like that. I was just happy with how it came out, like quality wise. Like to me, that was like a like a quality production in that the idea to do that and in how like the actual execution of it. And I also went back and listened to and also read what I wrote down as an actual intro uh, to the episode. Like after that little montage, like I, I wrote my own like mini reflective piece on on 11 and actually really like that as well. And you guys know me, I'm critical as hell on, on my writing, but it's something that even reading it and looking back on it, I appreciate. And you all might as well. So check it out if you haven't already. Again, that was the number three most listened to episode in the year of 2020 of the Spun Today podcast. And it was episode number 162, 9-11, never forget. The number two most listened to episode was episode number 167, Welcome Baby Grayson. Kind of fitting, right? My number two kid got the number two spot of most downloads and listens for the year 2020. Not too shabby. In this episode, if you guys haven't listened, I sat down with my wife and recapped our experience, mainly her experience, with the pregnancy the second time around and all the crazy shit that happened after giving birth during a COVID 2020 year. Spoiler alert, after being released from the hospital sooner than normal because of these new uh, COVID protocols, that same night, my wife got a 101, almost 102 fever, had to go to the emergency room, first night, mind you, of being home with the newborn baby, then wound up being admitted to the hospital yet again, and was there for almost five days on a boatload of antibiotics, fever spiking up and down, trying to get it under control, running a gamut of tests, all of which come back negative, including several COVID tests. And it's all about how we made it through that wild experience, which thankfully now about two months later, she's doing great, continues to do well. The baby's doing great. He was born a big baby, eight pounds even. And I took him to the doctor earlier this week, and he's already up to almost 14 pounds. He's 13 pounds, 11 ounces. This kid guzzles formula. He <laughs> is supposed to drink, for example, like three ounces, two to three ounces every like two to three hours. He drinks three ounces every two hours on the dot and sometimes doesn't even make it to the two hour mark. Like after like an hour and a half, hour 45, he wants that bottle. He's a big, strong, healthy baby. And something that I was kicking myself over is that I forgot to add a drop in episode 167 of the recording that I have of Grayson's first cries when he was first born. And I did a similar episode like this when my first son, Aiden, was born. And I believe I put the drop in, in that one. And it's something that I definitely want them to to have and just for posterity to be able to always access and listen to in the future if they ever choose to. So I'm going to add it here. So Grayson, if you're listening to this sometime in the future, the far future, 18, 25, 35, 45-year-old Grayson, if you stumble upon this, this is your father speaking. And this is the first sounds that you ever made ever in life 
right after being born. So she's um, full term, GBS negative, thin Mac. Um, category one tracing until recently. Yeah. If you're feeling it, Keith is on her way. Okay. Oh, that was close. Oh, this looks good. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, we're okay. Five. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Okay, am I? Yeah. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Well And that's episode 167, Welcome Baby Grayson. Now, for the moment we've all been waiting for, I know you're at the edge of your seats. I can feel it. The number one most listened to episode of the Spun Today podcast in the year 2020 was episode number 163. And it was my interview with Eileen Martinez, who is an attorney and author. Eileen is a friend of a friend, definitely now a friend of mine as well. I met her through my boy Pablo, which is also a Sponsoray alum. And I had a great conversation with her that I really enjoyed. And obviously you all did as well, being that it was the number one most listened to episode of the year. And we spoke about her being an attorney and practicing law, you know, her journey to becoming an attorney working in a firm here in New York, and then when she moved to Florida, how that transition was. And I remember we drew some parallels between being an attorney and being an author, and how one informs the other. Eileen is the author of Daring to Love While Praying the Rosary, Letters to a Great Love, which she sent me a paperback copy of, and I'm holding in my hand right now. We also spoke about her growing up, and her grandma, and her grandmother teaching her how to sew and we spoke about her playing music and we took such a deep dive into her and her life and her experiences that I came out of that interview with the feeling that I knew her forever which I love I really appreciate when someone takes the time to share that much and be that vulnerable and those are the types of episodes that I love you know being part of creating but also when I'm listening to other podcasts those are the type of episodes that resonate the most with me. Those are the ones that I gravitate towards and learn most from. So Eileen, thanks again for taking the time. It's much appreciated. And we definitely have to give the people what they want and do it again in 2021. And there you have it, folks. The top five most listened to episodes of the Sponsor Day podcast in 2020. Feel free to hit me up and let me know which one of those were your favorites. And if you happen to miss any of them, definitely go back and check them out. Here's a quick little recap. Number five was episode 168. Number four was episode 166. Number three was episode 162. Number two was episode 167. 
and number one was episode 163. I'll link to each in the episode notes. Actually, you know what? If you're listening to this episode, just press back and scroll to those episodes. It'll be much easier. Either way, thanks to you, the listeners that made this top five all possible. And I'm definitely looking forward to what 2021 is going to bring. Speaking of 2021, I want to close out this episode with my goals. Goals that fall under the umbrella of the Sponsor Day podcast and my writing. And be forewarned, this is a lofty list of goals that I've set for myself for this upcoming year. Which part of me is like, there's no way you're doing all this shit. That's the planning practical side of me. Then the ambitious creative side of me is like, of course we could do all this. And here's a few more things to add to the list. Then there's another side. What am I fucking schizophrenic with all these sides? There's another side, the hardworking, put your head down and do the work side of me. That is just like, how about you both shut the fuck up, set some direction and let me do my thing. But yeah, it is a fairly large, ambitious goal list. But you have to set them, write them down in order to strive towards them, right? And what am I doing? Making excuses for myself already? Anyway, here is my list of writing goals for 2021. At the top of the list is submit my draft of Fractal 2, which is the working title of my second novel, which is a continuation of Fractal. Submit my final draft of that for editing. That's goal number one, which means I have to one, finish writing my first draft, let alone you know, second and third revisions to it before submitting it to, to being edited. And two, actually finding an, an editor to work with, which I've done some preliminary work on, uh, research on rather. And I've narrowed it down, I believe, between like three, well, most likely between two choices that I have in mind. But I'm obviously going to do like, a, once I get to that point, another round of research, if you will, and, um, and hone that in. So I don't expect that piece of the process to take as long. My focus, though, is definitely finalizing and submitting that draft for editing. Because once that's done, I'll be able to publish. My immediate next goal is to start writing Fractal 3. Again, working title. Which would be my closeout to the trilogy. To the Fractal series. Which, spoiler alert, I intend to do it purposely in a way that sort of kind of finalizes or like bookends the story the trilogy while leaving it open enough to turn this into a deep series meaning a series that a series of books that has you know four five six seven eight books within the series because it's the type of story that can have that the mechanics are there for it right they say that stories when for example you envision them for for like the screen the big screen you know being movies or the small screen being TV, the way to know the difference is if you know the ending of the story, then it's a story that could be for the big screen. If you don't know the ending, and if it's a story that can continue being told over and over again, then it's a story for the small screen, for TV. And I envision Fractal, which those of you who haven't read the book, you know, feel free to pick it up, check it out, go to sponsoraycom forward slash books forward slash Fractal, or just search Fractal, on Amazon, or wherever it is that you get your books, available in paperback or digital copies. It's a time travel science fiction novel about a group of 
righteous individuals that go back in time to overthrow injustice and right the wrongs of the past. And in the first book, they dabbled in a few different areas like the education system, the healthcare system. And in the second book, spoiler alert, I'm taking a bit more of a deep dive into the healthcare system, but also the prison system. And my goal with these stories is to kind of sort of obviously deliver entertaining content, right? You know, make it so that people enjoy the stories and and want to take them in, but also give nuggets of truth within the stories and highlight certain inequities of these bigger systemic issues. And that's something that down the line, I can see myself revisiting from a different perspective and wanting to take take a, you know, deep dive into a different sector, like maybe the military industrial complex or politics or pandemics and things that you know, have yet to have happened in the future. So yeah, it's definitely the type of story that lends itself to being told in that fashion. So I want to absolutely do what I set out to do initially, which was write and complete a trilogy while also leaving it open for future stories, open enough for future stories. But book three definitely has to have a satisfying end to it, right? just in case that the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh book never comes to fruition, you know, and, and if I change my mind in the future or something like that, which you know, you know what did a great job of that? Ernest Klein with Ready Player One. That was such a dope standalone novel with such an elegant ending to it, but it was left open enough for subsequent stories. So it's fine as is, but now this year actually, um, which I got, but haven't read yet, he came out with Ready Player Two. I'm assuming, you know, he had that kind of dual logic going on. You know, write a write a dope, perfect story, in my opinion, and do it in a way that if it blows up the way it did into a feature film directed by Steven Spielberg, you can write additional iterations of it. And if it doesn't, it's still a amazing standalone work of art. So yeah, that's that. The next writing goal that I have for 2021 is my first short story anthology. Now, this is not going to be a primary focus. My primary focus, again, is completing Fractal 2 and, again, starting Fractal 3. But I have, for some time, want, wanted to put out a, a anthology, which is a collection of short stories, which, I again, I already have. But similar to... Juno Diaz's Drown anthology. I want to do that with, or my version of that, with my short stories. And although I have the stories already, or at least, I'm not sure if all of them that I have on my website would make the cut. I think I have to write maybe one, definitely one, maybe two more before I feel comfortable enough um, with putting in this anthology together. One idea, which I did start writing already, actually, like in between writing Fractal, I've been going back and forth with this short story idea that's a blend between reincarnation and being reborn into unjust systems of prejudice, but throughout different times in history. And I think that'll be a good one to include, but again, I have to finish writing it, right? And I definitely want to go back and, you know, revisit all these short stories. You know, it's been a couple of years since, since I've even read some of them, let alone written them and have them edited, etc. But that's definitely on the 
list of writing goals for 2021. And then I got two more, believe it or not. (laughs) The next writing goal for 2021 is to make my first book, Make Way For You, into a workbook, which this is something that I've picked up on from listening to Joanna Penn's podcast. And it's a way to not just put out additional content, but to turn some of your existing content into an actual workbook that some books lend itself to. So nonfiction books that are like how-to books or like in my, in this case with Make Way For You, which is a collection of free thoughts that are my tips for getting out of your own way. Books like this lend itself to being formatted a little bit differently into workbooks where it'll have all your writing content from the actual book, but also like blank lined pages for folks to reflect on your writing as well as like little exercises in between. When I learned about that idea and that possibility, I definitely see that as something that I could apply and that folks might benefit from. So make way for you volume one to turn that into a workbook. And my final writing goal for 2021 is to begin work on make way for you volume two. Because if you notice from Make Way For You, Volume 1, it's purposely titled as Volume 1 because the intent has always been to continue this nonfiction side of my creative writing brain and kind of snowball on these ideas of getting out of your own way and kind of lighting a fire under your own ass and finding different ways to become more motivated and inspired to continue chasing down your goals and dreams. And those are my very, very lofty writing goals for 2021, which at the very least, I can tell that my dedicated time to writing over the past couple of months definitely will not cut it, definitely will not allow me to achieve probably not even one or two of these goals, let alone all of them if I continue them forward into 2021. So I definitely have to step my game up. And luckily I've been tracking my stats in terms of how much I've written every month. So I can correlate that to the actual output of my writing over the past year. And I can use that data to know exactly how much or roughly how much, uh, but have a, uh, an informed idea of how much I need to step my game up in order to achieve the desired output. Now the podcasting side, have a very clear and quantifiable goal of doubling my current listenership by year end. From the momentum that I picked up this year and just year over year over year of doing this podcast since 2014, it has constantly grown, albeit at a slow pace, but it has grown nonetheless. And this past year picked up fairly dramatically in comparison to previous years. Like it's not a mind-blowing number by any any stretch of the imagination. I'm not doing Rogan numbers yet. (laughs) So because of that, I definitely think it feasible, but definitely want to focus on, you know, more creative posts for marketing, marketing the podcast on IG, which I, which I slack on a lot. I focus more on Twitter than, than anything else uh, for podcast posts, but IG and Facebook are definitely great tools that I should utilize much more. And in doing so and doubling down on, on my marketing on Twitter and by marketing, I just mean my, you know, my posting of content and repurposing of, of my own content on Instagram and Twitter. For example, I started doing this recently on 
Instagram, I create from my sponsored newsletter. One of the things in my newsletter is a quote of the week. So I've been creating these pulling quotes from my archives, quotes of the week, and creating these like nice images as the background with the quotes plastered on top and sharing them on Instagram day after day. And that's like increasing engagement a bit. So it's like little things like that. You know, I share clips of the episode on Instagram, on Twitter sometimes, which I should do more on Twitter actually, but I, I definitely do so more on the Instagram stories, like little 15, 30, 30 second clips. I do so on YouTube as well. And I just have to like step my game up in, in that arena. And I believe that doing so will help achieve that goal of doubling listenership by the end of the year. I'd also like to, in the future, I'm not sure if 2021 might be the year for it, but I may want to increase the output of the show instead of uh, being a bi-weekly show, switching over to a weekly show, although I don't think I'm there yet and might not be feasible with the in 2021 with the all the writing goals that I want to make my primary focus. But I know there's just like a ton of episodes that I wanted to do this year and didn't get around to it. And some of the things I... I that I didn't get to, I definitely will um, in the new year in 2021 because it's things like certain TV shows like Insecure, for example, that I really enjoyed this last season of Billions. Oh, you know what I fucked up on? On The Mandalorian? It wasn't finished. I mentioned how I didn't like the the inconsistency of the episodes because there was like seven or eight episodes or something like that as opposed to like 10 in the this last season. Um, but they were doing, they did like some weird release where they did like two episodes every week or or like something like that. I thought that was it, but it wasn't. They finished off very strong. (laughs) Dope series. You guys should check it out. The Mandalorian. But anyway, there's a ton of other shit that I didn't cover, like a bunch of UFCs, a few comedy specials. You guys should definitely check out honorable mention. I'll do a deeper dive in an upcoming episode, but of Andrew Schultz's Schultz saves America. You guys have to check it out on Netflix. Super dope. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. And yeah, there were just like uh, UFCs like Izzy versus Paulo Costa. I don't think I spoke about Khabib versus Gaethje. Chide Dillashaw is coming back supposedly after his uh, suspension from doing roids. And I think he's fighting Jose Aldo, which is going to be dope. I didn't speak about the elections and Biden winning, Trump contesting it. Tyson versus Roy Jones. There was a bunch of shit I couldn't get to because of the bi-weekly release uh, of the show and just time constraints, to be honest. Some of which is going to be stale in the in the coming year, and I probably won't won't ever get to. But a lot of it, I will. So look out for that. Anyway, just an idea for the future. And I'll also definitely be doing more interviews in in the coming year as well. One notable person that I want to get on is someone that I recently met through my brother, David, shout out to David, sponsor alum. And it's someone that he used to work with, Chris Castro, that has his own podcast called the Bland Toast Podcast, which you can check out on YouTube. And I will link to in the episode notes. It's currently on YouTube and I believe will be distributed everywhere else that you get podcasts fairly soon, but definitely check it out. It's a funny guy and I'd love to have him on just speak to him about his experiences and his comedic influences, his comedy writing process, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely look out for that in the coming year as well. I got to hit up Chris and try to make that happen. But yeah, folks, 
that is episode 170 of the Spun Today podcast, the final episode of 2020. Thank you guys and gals so much for fucking with me. I really appreciate it. I want to continue working. I want to continue making this show better. I know this year has been rough. Some of us have lost loved ones, family members, friends, coworkers, other relatives. Some of us have lost our jobs, our sense of security. Some of us may have lost our belief in the integrity of certain institutions, like certain aspects of the political system here in the U.S. and abroad. And it fucking sucks. But don't lose sight of the positives, the silver linings, if you will. The family that you do have, the children that were born this year, the creative content that you all of a sudden had a chance to hone in on because you had less time commuting. The number of good things may not have been as plentiful this year as the number of bad things that seem to continue to snowball and just get worse and worse and bad news and Kobe dying and COVID and Chadwick Boseman and riots and protests and discord. But when you're down, there's only one way to go and that's up. And hopefully the seeds of those good things this year, those few and far between good things this year will bear fruit for each of us in 2021 and beyond. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and yours. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Chanuka, as Sugar Ray Robinson would say. Did you guys see that clip? Sugar Ray Robinson, I believe, doing a cameo for someone, which is this like service that some ce- celebrities are on that you know you can pay to record a video message for someone. So someone paid for Sugar Ray to say Happy Hanukkah to someone, but he's never. But they wrote it with the CH, and he's never seen Hanukkah written that way. I guess so. He was like and. You know, from your son, so-and-so is wishing you a happy and prosperous Chanuka. I don't even know what that is, but happy Chanuka. (laughs) It was hilarious. But, um, yeah. On that note, folks, that was episode 170 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I'm going to leave you with a few ways you can help support this show if you so choose. Peace. Hey, folks. Tony here. If you're enjoying the show, do me a favor, rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to help out the show in other ways, I'll give you a one-stop shop of sorts to do so. Go to spuntoday.com forward slash support. That's where you'll find a ton of different ways to help support this show, such as shopping on Amazon. If you do any shopping on Amazon, like most of the world, I ask that you do so by clicking on any of the Amazon banners on my website. This will take you to Amazon where you can do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Speaking of Amazon, they fulfill a bunch of the merch that I have available. If you go to spuntray.com forward slash support, you're going to find a brand new merch section where you'll find the iconic podcasts versus anybody super soft premium cotton t-shirt 
you'll also find the legendary Spun Today podcast tee, which is in the style of the New York City plastic thank you bags logo. For my fellow Dominicans out there, I have a dope Dominican Escudo t-shirt. You know where the Lacoste or Polo shirts have their little logo? Picture that, but instead a Dominican Escudo. All available now in a variety of different colors for men and women in all sizes. In the Spun Today merch section, which again is at spuntoday.com forward slash support, you'll also find a bunch of other t-shirt designs, long sleeve t-shirts, short sleeve t-shirts, color changing coffee mugs, and much, much more. Check out all the merch at spuntoday.com forward slash support. All of my short stories can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash short stories. The free writing pieces that I read, share, and review during the free writing session episodes of this show can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. There you can read all the pieces that made the podcast as well as tons and tons of others. My books are available in any digital format of your choice, whether it's Kindle, Apple's iBooks, Kobo, you name it. They're also available in paperback. You can check them out at spuntoday.com forward slash books. My debut novel, Fractal, is a sci-fi time travel story of a group of righteous travelers that attempt to right the wrongs of the injustices of the past. My nonfiction, Make Way For You, is a collection of tips for getting out of your own way. So if you need some motivation, inspiration, and a good old-fashioned kick in the ass, that'll be the read for you. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books or search for those titles on Amazon. Another great and free way that you can help support this show is by subscribing to my newsletter by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe. You'll get a photo, podcast, video, quote, and word of the week every single Monday at noon. What else do you have to look forward to on a Monday? Plus, you'll be the first to know whenever I publish a new book. And if for whatever reason you choose to, you can unsubscribe at any time. Go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. At spuntoday.com forward slash support, you'll also find links to my Patreon, Ko-fi, and PayPal donation pages. Patreon and Ko-fi allow you to make recurring donations per episode, and you even get some bonus content for doing so. PayPal allows you to make a one-time donation to the show for my fellow writers and creatives out there a really cool way for you to be featured on this show is to respond to my five question spun today questionnaire i'll read your responses on a future episode of the show and share them with the spun today community think about it if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else why not share that to do so go to spun forward slash questionnaire don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spun Today on both those platforms. Check out and like the Spun Today Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. I'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to the Spun Today YouTube page. Just search for Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on my website. There you'll not only get the full versions of this podcast, but you'll also get bonus content like shortened episode clips, and much, much more. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction 
of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy.